Happy Father's Day. Come on. It's okay to laugh in church and have a good time. Amen. Awesome. I want to welcome everybody that is here today. I want to welcome everybody that's watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. Man, I am back off of several weeks, man, and I am refreshed and ready to go. I had several people uh, approach me uh, last week and say, so is everybody good that preaches up here? It was like, everybody? Yes, everybody is good. Man, we guard and protect this stage. Um, everyone that gets up here, my, my heart is that they're speaking uh, a message to this church uh, directly to you. And so I want to thank everybody who, who spoke over the last uh, month or, or so to, to give your pastor a rest, but man, I am ready to go. I got a couple announcements before uh, we get into the message today. The first announcement that I have is this card. You're going to see these cards around everywhere. Um, we're going to be talking about it every single week. This is going to be part of our culture. You guys do such a great job of inviting people to church already. This is just going to help you take that next step and invite somebody to church. It's just an invitation card that says, join me at Passionate Life Church. Man, grab a couple, keep them in your wallet, keep them in your purse, uh, keep them in your fanny pack. I know some of you like to rock the fanny pack, put them in the little fanny pack. Uh, it's an easy uh, invite to somebody. Uh, and, and so I want to encourage you again, you guys are doing a great job, but man, just taking that step further and uh, giving someone uh, an invitation card. And so uh, grab a couple of these on your way out um, as you leave and just kind of keep them in the car or wherever. All right. Awesome. Uh, the next uh, announcement that I have next week, I want to say next week, Next week, we are having a community day right after second service. Uh, we're going to try to start everything at about 12 uh, o'clock. We're going to provide all of the food. Uh, we're going to be uh, grilling hamburgers and hot dogs. And, and it's, man, we got tents and, and it's going to be awesome. We have a bouncy house for the kids that is going to be, everything's going to happen downstairs in our lower lot. And so if you, uh, if you're coming to first service, um, I would encourage you to park downstairs after first service so we open up that parking lot. Um, if you're going to stay and just help set up, we need a lot of setup for, for the day. Um, and so I want to encourage you to do that. If you do come to first service, uh, man, I want to encourage you to come back. If you go home, change, and come back and park in the lower lot, we're going to have everything's going to happen downstairs. Uh, we're going to try to start around uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, bring your favorite yard games, whatever you love to play in the yard and let your pastor beat you in them, okay? Uh, we're going to have a bunch of cornhole boards down there. We'll probably have four or five cornhole boards. It's just going to be a great day for us to be a community. You know, it's just going to be a great day for us. Man, COVID stole a lot of celebrations from us last year, and we're not going to let COVID steal that from us this year. Amen? And so it's just... An awesome time to be part of the church. You know, we have two services here. So you, there's a lot of people that you haven't even met. And so it's a great opportunity for us to be as a church together, to eat some good food, play some games, and just be family. And so I want to encourage you, man, come next week to our family uh, fun day, our community event next week, okay? And then, oh, and the other thing is, is we're going to have a dunk tank, okay? Um, it's a fundraiser for our students. Um, and so maybe you have some students 
students and parents that you want to dunk, okay? Uh, um, get them in the dunk tank and we'll dunk them. Um, we're, we're just doing a fundraiser to, to help our Catalyst youth this summer. We want to invest in our youth. They've got a lot of fun things planned this summer, and so we want to help them uh, accomplish those, all right? Okay, next week, next week, we are starting a brand new series called The Curse and the Blessing. The Curse and the Blessing. And next week, I'm just going to tell you right now, next week is going to be one of the most powerful services that you've ever been to in your life. And I'm not even being overdramatic, okay? And listen, I know it's summer and people are on vacation and you're like, seriously, you're going to have the most powerful uh, service of the year in the summer. This is just God's timing, okay? And we just want to align with God's timing. We're going to be talking about the curse. And Man, God's just been dealing with me over the last four or five weeks, and it's really hard for me not to start preaching this right now. Um, There are things that have been spoken over us. There's curses that we're living under, and we don't even know that we're living under them. Um, There's been words that have been spoken over us as kids and and as teenagers and even as adults that we just carry with us, and we think that it's part of our identity or our personality, and the reality is it's literally a curse. Some of us are living in generational curses, okay? Some of us are living in generational curses. We don't even know, man, why do I get angry? And why why does this happen? Why do I react this way? And so next week, what we're going to do is we're going to flip the service. We're going to do two songs in the beginning, and then we're going to it's all, it's going to be all about the response time next week. And I just want to warn you what you're walking into next week. All right. I just want to prepare you. I've got the prayer team. They have been praying all week for next week. Okay. And they're going to be praying all this, this week for, for next week. And so what you'll see when you come in, you'll get a piece of paper, either we'll have it on your seat or we'll we'll give it to you as you come in. Uh, you'll get a pen. And as I'm teaching uh, on the curse, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to begin to speak to you and you're going to write something down on that piece of paper. And my hope as your pastor is that we'll all line up at the cross because Jesus said that I am the curse bearer and he took upon every curse upon him. When Adam and Eve took a bite of that fig, a curse came upon the earth. But when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said it's finished and he took all the curses upon him. And so we're going to make that physical act next week. I'm hoping everybody nails something on the cross. Listen to me. I'm be the first one in line, okay? I'm going to be the first one in line at the cross, putting a curse on there and saying, in Jesus' name, it is finished. It's going to be a powerful, powerful service. So I want to encourage you, those of you in second service that like to show up late, I want to encourage you to show up on time next week, okay? Because we're, we're, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to, we're going to get right into it. We're going, to, we're going to sing a couple songs, and then I'm going to be right up there preaching. And so I want to encourage you, just want to let you know, it's just going to be an incredibly powerful service next week. We're going to get rid of the curses so we can step into the blessings, okay? We're just going to get, and some of you are, ooh, spooky curses. It's not spooky, okay? Okay, it's not spooky, okay, um, but, it, but it's real, okay, it's real, and we're going to stop it, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful service next week, and, and it's powerful service if we talk about the curse and the blessing, but I just want to preface, I just want to get you prepared for what God is going to do next week, amen? Amen, all right. Happy Father's Day, 
and vacation revelation, okay? God gives me revelation even on vacation, okay? Uh, it was awesome, man. We spent, uh, man, we spent a couple weeks in Florida. A week of that was just on the beach and the ocean, just, man, just soaking in uh, God's rest. And so, man, uh, I just want to thank everybody for allowing us to just be able to get away and, and the church didn't burn down. Amen? Come on. Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's word today. Father, I thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person that's in this room today. It is not by mistake that they're here. You've got a word for them today. So Holy Spirit, I just pray you would open our hearts, you would open our minds to the understanding of your word, the word that you have in store for us today. Father God, I just ask, Lord, that you would help me get out of the way. None of me and all of you in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen Amen and amen. I want to give you my real title today. My real title today is living in the current, living in the current. So we get to the beach, right? We, 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 it's about a five minute walk. We bring all of our stuff. We bring the cooler. We bring the tent. We bring the, you know, the chairs and, and, and the snacks, right? And we, we set up camp, right? We set up camp. But then we, we get into the ocean. We get into the water. And Jude and Zeke are out there with me. And immediately they're like, Dad, help me. Help me. I'm drifting away, right? And immediately, as soon as I'm in the ocean, God begins to speak to me. And, and, and he's like, there is a current of the world. There's a current of the world. And if we are not careful, we can easily begin to drift into the things of the world. And if we're not paying attention how we're living our lives, we can look up or we can turn around and we're really far away of where we're supposed to be. Because man, you, you can be in the, in the waves and, and just having fun. And all of a sudden you can look up And you're far away from your camp. You're far away from your home. You're far away from that place of rest of where you're supposed to be. And and I don't know if you've ever been in the ocean and in that current and you you try to go against it, right? It's, man, it it takes a lot of energy because there's a lot of resistance and waves are always coming. It's kind of like the waves of life. The problems of life always come, are always going to be there. And man, when we're going against the current of the world, man, it takes persistence, man. it, it, It takes energy. It takes strength. There's a current of this world that is trying to, to pull us away from the things of God, the promises of God, from the purposes of God. And if we're not paying attention, if we're not careful, we can drift away from those things. John describes it this way in 1 John 2, 15 and 17. He says this, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Wow, what a... What a strong statement by John. What a strong statement. He says, if you love the world, you can't have the love of the Father in you. There's not room enough for both. So what, what, is, what is John talking about when he says, don't love the world? Okay, he continues. He says this, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. And we have issues with this here in America, right? 
I know I lived my life this way where I went from one physical pleasure to the next physical pleasure. Then I was doing drugs. I was in alcohol. I was in that party lifestyle. And I just went from one physical pleasure. And then this is what, man, a lot of Americans are, are, are made up their whole life. I just, I just want physical pleasure. I just want to feel good. And this is why we have, man, this is why we have a drug problem in our country. People are just, man, I just want a quick fix. I just want to feel good. I don't want to feel bad. We, we, man, many people are just living their life this, this way. And, and John would say to them today, listen, you don't have the love of the Father in you because you love the things of this world. You just care about getting more comfortable. He continues and he says, a craving for everything we see. This type of person needs the newest of everything. Right? They might have a new iPhone, but a new iPhone comes out and they gotta have it. It doesn't even matter that they owe $2,000 on the old iPhone. They just need to have the next iPhone. And they just keep racking up more and more and more debt because they need the newest of next thing. They just live for the next new thing. And a pride in our achievements and possessions. This type of person gives no glory to God in their life. They're not thankful or grateful for God for anything. They literally, they literally believe that everything that they do is because of them, because of their drive, their success. They, they brag about their sec- success and how awesome they are, and they give no glory to God. They live a very selfish and internal life. John would say this type of person doesn't have the love of the Father in them. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that the people crave. Listen, these things that we desire, these, man, these worldly possessions, they will fade away. Man, we can't take any of this stuff with us. And John says we should do this instead. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. He's saying, man, get your focus on eternal things. Get your focus on eternal things. Invest in those things and not the things of this this world. There is a worldly current that is flowing And we are being bombarded by it over and over and over again. And that current is drawing us away from the things of God. So as I was in the ocean, the Lord said, but but there's a second current. There's a second current. There's a current of God. Just like there's a current of the world, there's also a current of God. Joshua 24, 14 through 16 says this. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. Now, Joshua is addressing God's people. He's addressing the Israelites. And he says this, and do away with the gods which your fathers served beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And so we're going to talk about this more next week, but this is a generational curse. Some of the Israelites had fathers that literally worshiped false gods. And some of them were confused whether or not they should continue that tradition or serve the living God. And so Joshua is calling them out to the carpet. He said, listen, you can't have room for both in your life. Jesus says it in more detail. He, Jesus says, look, you can't love God and money. Now, money in itself is not inherently evil, okay? But the love of money is. When you base every decision in your life on money and money controls your life, 
Jesus says you can't have room for both. You can't love God and love money. He literally says that that money can become a God in your life. And so Joshua's like, look, you've got to choose. You can't have both. He says, but if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Let's continue. Whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the Euphrates River, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, but it's for me and my house. Come on, somebody. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to I thank all the dads today for leading your family to church for making that declaration today. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve God, and I'm going to lead you to church. I'm going to lead you to prayer. Listen to me. This statistic is mind-blowing. 93% of families who are spiritually led by the dad, 93% of them, the whole family follows Jesus for all the days of their life. And there is power... When dad serves the Lord. The people answered and said, far be it from us that we would abandon the Lord to serve other gods. Listen, dads, we set the current in our homes. That we set the current in our homes. Now, I grew up on a farm, okay, I grew up, grew up in the country, and uh, we had uh, above-ground swimming pool, okay, that's what we had. We didn't have in-ground swimming pools, we had above-ground swimming pools. My wife was giving me a hard time yesterday. Here's a vacation revelation. The vacation diet is not good on the waistline, okay? She's like, why is it so squishy? Why did you take so much air out? Because it didn't fit, okay? <laughs> the vacation diet isn't good, all right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've ever done this when, when you were a kid, uh, but you, you get in the above ground swimming pool and, and you, know, you begin to walk, right? You all walk around, right? And you create a current, right? You create a current and it goes faster and faster and faster and faster. And then eventually you can put your feet up, right? You put your feet up and you just kind of just, just flow with the current, right? You just flow with the current. And then you go the other way, right? You ever try to go, okay, let's reverse. And then it's really hard because you're literally going against the current, right? You're going against the current that you just created. I know for my life, I lived my life for the world for many, many, many years. And so when I got saved, when I gave my life to Christ, it was literally like I was going against the current. Everything that God was asking me to do was really hard. And I know some of you new dads and, and, and people that are new to Christianity, man, it, it, it's hard. It's literally like, man, it's hard to pray. Listen, it was hard for me to pray in the beginning. Then it was hard to read my Bible. It was hard to go to church. It was hard to give financially, to tithe 10%. It took me, and it was hard. It was hard to get into life group, man. It was hard. It was a struggle. 
It was like I was going against the current. Why? Because Satan did not want me in the current of God. Listen, some of you are feeling that resistance. It's good. Keep going. Because listen to me. Listen to me. Man, I started to pray. Okay, it was hard. I started to pray. Oh, then I started reading my Bible. Okay, then I started reading my Bible. All right, and then now I'm getting plugged in. Now we're going to church consistently, right? We're going to church. All of a sudden, the current gets gets faster. Then then I'm in a life group. Then I'm serving the church. Then I'm leading a life group. And then we're starting our own prayer group. Man, we're just flowing in the current of the Holy Spirit. And listen to me, when we're flowing in the current of the Holy Spirit, we will do more on accident for God than we can ever do on purpose. Because we're just flowing in the Holy Spirit. We're just flowing in the Holy Spirit. Dads, we set the current in our homes. 93% chance. Dads, when we, when we set this current, everybody else follows. And ladies, if, you're, if your husband's new at this, encourage them. He might not be the best, okay? But honey, that prayer was good. Right? Like we need to encourage our husbands when they're flowing in the current. Maybe, maybe you're dating today or, or you're engaged to someone today. Listen, young man. Create a current in your life. Now. Come on, create a current, get in the word, start a prayer. Man, get in the current now. So you say, honey, baby, just get on the tube. We're going, we're flowing. This is how we live. We serve God. We go to church, we give, we serve, we attend life group. Baby, come on, I got room for you right here. We're just going to flow in the Holy Spirit. Start it now. There's some of you, you, you single guys today, you single guys today, God hasn't given you a wife yet. And maybe it's because you haven't created the current yet. God's waiting for you to create the current of God so he can bring a helpmate, so he can bring a wife, so you just hop on, so she just hops on. Single ladies. Hey. <laughs> Listen, God knows your desire. God knows your desire. And this is what he's asking you to do. He's asking you to look for the current. You, you look, you look for the current. You look for the current. You don't set, don't you set up. Well, pastor, he goes to the gym five times a week. If you'd see his calves faster. His biceps. I know he loves golf. But he won't play every Sunday. Oh, I know he loves football, but when he's married to me, he's going to change. Uh-huh. <laughs> In your whole relationship is like this. It's a struggle. It's a scr- Listen, single ladies, do not Settle. You wait for God to bring you a man of God that can lead you, that is already creating a current for your future marriage, for your future family. You wait on him. 
Single mamas, single mamas, let me, let me talk to you for a moment, okay? Some of you I know, it's hard. Okay, I know it's hard, but listen to me. You are not supposed to be dad and mom, okay? You're not supposed to be dad and mom. You're supposed to be mom, okay? You're supposed to be mom. And the reason why you're part of a community like this is so you can get around men who have healthy marriages and are leading healthy families. And if you are a man who, is leading, who has a healthy marriage and a healthy family, I want to encourage you to invite the single mom over to your house and let her kids see a man of God and experience a house that is flowing in the current of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take this off. It was a workout. <laughs> Listen, men, you set the current of this house. We're only going to accomplish the things that God is asking us to accomplish as a church when the men step up, when the men are leading this church and giving and serving and participating in this church. And listen, it's nothing against women. We empower women in this house. We absolutely do. But too many times men get a pass but not in this house because you are too important to the success. And there are literally people that are going to hell in this moment because you haven't stepped up yet. The current of this church is based on the leadership of this man and the men in this house. So I want to talk about these two things as we wrap up today. I got two not so obvious things that will help us stay in the current of God, right? It's one thing to talk about the current of God, but, but I got two things today that I believe that will help us stay in the current of God. The first thing is honor your father and mother. And I know that this is countercultural. This is completely countercultural to honor your parents. Okay, listen, listen to me, student, teenager. When I was 16, it was literally, it was the precipice of my intelligence. I literally knew everything when I hit 16. <laughs> it's the peak. Then I went to college, graduated, and tried to get a job. And I learned that I literally know nothing. And I know that this is counter cultural to honor, having a culture of honor. And listen, I, I know that today might be a hard day for some of you didn't have good earthly fathers. Some, some of your earthly father, fathers are not here today. But listen, if you're married to, if your husband today is a dad, can you honor him today? Come on, can you, wives, honor him today? Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says this, the Apostle Paul says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. Even though some of, us, some of our earthly dads might not be here today, or we didn't have the best example of an earthly, day, or an earthly father, today is a day where we can all reflect on having the perfect heavenly father 
who loves us and fathers us perfectly. So today's a day that we can reflect on that. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. It's a literally, it's a promise. This is a 10 commandment. This is not a very popular one, but this is a commandment that God gives us. Look, you want the promise of things going well in your life? You want to live a long life? Then honor your father mother, young person, you want things to go well in your life? Honor your father, your mother. And listen, I know this is extremely countercultural, and it's been extremely countercultural for, for, for decades. I know when I was young, I wasn't allowed to watch this show, but I watched it anyways. I would sneak it, okay? It was a show called Married with Children. <laughs> horrible show. Okay. Al Bundy's the dad, right? And he's, he, he, he's a hot mess, right? Like he's just a train wreck. He's and they, his character is, he's, he's, he's an idiot. He's a moron. He, his kids are completely disrespectful to him. And then you go, go to a, a cartoon, one, probably one of the most popular cartoons of all time. That's the Simpsons. And you've got Homer Simpson, and the dad's what? The dad's the dumbest person in the family. He's the dumbest guy on the show. Right? The kids are completely disrespectful. I mean, Lisa's smarter than him, and Bart is a complete brat, and he treats his dad like garbage. Right? Like, like this is what is ingrained in our culture. This is the message that our culture is sending to us. Disrespect, Disrespect your dad. Dishonor your mom. And then today you, you got Family Guy, right? Peter Griffin. He's the same type of character. He's a moron. He's an idiot. Like he just, kids disrespect him. He can't do anything right. And this is the image that our culture, this worldly current, wants us to think about when we think of a dad. I mean, you, you go to this last year. And the father figure in the home has been completely attacked. The, the core of the family unit has been completely attacked. Listen, listen, church. There's a reason why God created Adam and Eve in the garden to raise a family together. I don't know if you know this, but men and women are really different. A surprise to you. And God created it that way that a man and a woman be in the home to raise a family because the kids need both mom and dad. We've seen it come under attack. The traditional family that God created to raise healthy children. And we want to stay in the current of God. We'll stay in the current of God. Honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Here, here's another thing. Here's another thing. You want to make better decisions in your life? Okay, you want to make better decisions in your life? Here we go. Every time, before you make a decision, all right, think about this. Will this decision honor or dishonor my heavenly father? This next decision that I'm about to make, does this decision honor or dishonor my heavenly father? Because that's who we're all living for.
right? We're all children of our heavenly Father. Come on, you want we want to stay in the current, right? We want to stay in the current of the Holy Spirit. Come on, we honor. We have a culture of honor in our homes. Point number two, point number two, last point. Keep the Sabbath. The second not so obvious way to stay in the current of God. Keep the Sabbath. And this is a, a personal word for me, me and Jesus. And, and God has convicted me strongly on this. For many, many years, I didn't know how to Sabbath. The Lord spoke to me during the, during the shutdown. He specifically spoke to me, and, and because, man, my heart, your pastor, is to, re, to see revival, to see a, a historic spiritual awakening in our city. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, America will not experience revival. America will not experience a spiritual awakening until they learn how to Sabbath. You see, as an American, as Americans, we don't do this, we don't do this well at all. I mean, I I remember growing up as a little kid, nothing was open on Sunday. Nothing. No stores. You certainly couldn't buy alcohol on, on Sunday. Nothing was open. The only thing that was open was the church. Only thing, and, and the reason why our country worked that way is because our forefathers wanted us to Sabbath. They wanted us to have a day where we unplug and, and, and man, we connect with God. Exodus 31, 12 through 13 says this. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day. For the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. The first reason for us to Sabbath is that we would know God. It's a way for us to connect to God. It's a way for us to know God. And if you are not Sabbathing, if you are just running through life, through appointment to appointment to appointment to appointment, you are probably struggling to connect with God. And the reason why you're struggling is because you're not Sabbathing. Exodus 31, 17. It is a permanent sign. Come on, get that in you. Okay, just because we live under the new covenant, right? Jesus came, we live under the new covenant. No, no, no. This is a permanent sign between us and God of my covenant with my people of Israel. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. Six days, God worked. But on the seventh day, he stopped working and was refreshed. I believe one of the biggest reasons why our current society struggles with mental health issues and depression is because we don't know how to Sabbath. We don't know how to unplug. We don't know how, we haven't discovered how to find refreshment, refreshment in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we just go from work to to kids events, to just birthday parties, to to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And we never create space to Sabbath. We never create space to connect to God and find refreshment in Him. And I think we'll talk about this in the coming series in more detail. I just don't have time to do it today. But for some of you are like, okay, how do I Sabbath? Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't even know what, like how to do this. Okay, really simple. 
Find something that you do helps you connect to God. And then find something that brings you refreshment. Like you're re-energized. And that's why a lot of people go to church on Sunday, right? We, we create a service. Uh, literally, our second core value is refreshed. Love, refreshed, empowered. Like, like that's what we want you to come and feel refreshed when you walk through those doors, when you come and worship, when, when you hear the word, and, and then you have this response time that you would feel refreshed, that you would connect to God. But even on a personal level between you and God, this is the corporate level, which is awesome. Now we want to do this. One of the reasons why I think so many people have disconnected from church is because they don't understand why they go to church. They don't understand that this, man, this time is holy. This time is, is time for me to connect with God and just get rid of all the distractions and find refreshment in the Holy Spirit. And so you need to discover, man, God's created us all differently. And so we connect to God differently and we refresh differently. For me, one of the best ways for me to Sabbath and connect to God and find refreshment is going on a long bike ride. I'm talking like 15, 16, 17 miles, and man, I'm listening to worship music, and I'm praying, and I'm connecting to the Holy Spirit. Some of you are like, that sounds horrible. Because that's how God designed me, doing something physical. Man, I can connect to God spiritually. Man, I have pastor friends that run. Man, they run, and they connect with God that way. Some of you love to garden and you connect to God that way. That, that sounds like a level of hell for me, okay? Just keep it real. But God has designed us in a way uniquely that we would connect with God with, with doing so. Maybe it's reading a book and because and, and I think some of us are like, oh, Sabbath means I stare at a wall and I pray for 14 hours. I mean, I guess if that, you know, that's how you connect to God and refresh, but that doesn't sound refreshing to me. God wants to refresh our lives. He wants to connect with you on a daily basis. We need to carve out a time every week where we are Sabbathing, where we're connecting to God, and we're being refreshed. That is what is going to keep us in the current of God. Amen? Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to say yes to him today. Or maybe, man, you've just been in a place where you've been caught up by the current of this world and you've just been drifting. You're not connecting. You're not feeling refreshed. And you need today, today you need to make a recommitment to following Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you today, just slip up a hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything embarrassing. Just slip up a hand today. I just want to pray with you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You can put it down. Thank you, God. And I would just ask this morning that everyone would repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins. That you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.